All right, welcome back to the White Oak Collective Podcast. It is Halloween, and we've been wanting to play this. Just found out we had that. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Halloween, episode 14. And 17. I just counted. 17. I found, okay, yeah, sorry. I just counted. So, I found out last week when you did your own that the only thing I'm here for is to keep count of how many podcasts <laughs> we've had. Well, I'm just not very good at keeping count. I think, that's, I think that's what he said on last week's podcast. like, oh, Austin's... Usually here to keep up with how many podcasts we I mean, Hell, we're getting kind of close to being doing this for a year, I guess. What are you doing special for number 20? Um, party. We're going to have a party. There's a pressure washer we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that voice you hear is the property and casualty king of Meridian. We got uh, Jamie Thompson <laughs> with us today. Jamie, what's up? Oh, just glad I could be invited on. Get- you finally <laughs> named the right price. Yeah, I've been trying to get Jamie on um, ever since... Um, turkey season. He killed his first turkey this year, and I've been trying to get him on since then. So, uh, we roped him in at lunch, and we were talking about doing this like remote at the restaurant. We were laughing about that and how much louder it would be. And I literally said it'd be better than the pressure washers. And I haven't had a pressure washer all day until as soon as we started this. Yeah, I hope that's not picking up recording like it's picking up in my headphones because I can't think. You want me to go say something? No, they'll be okay. Uh, so before we get into anything today, I mentioned last or two weeks ago about YouTube. If you could go to our YouTube White Oak Properties and subscribe to there, we started putting our podcast there, and uh, still working on getting video. We we're supposed to have video this week, but um, just kind of got backed up and didn't get the camera in here. But hopefully, in the next two weeks, we'll have it up. But we still got the podcast on there. Um, and got a real Joe Rogan feeling here. Well, <laughs> I I just thought about it right before we started recording. Also, I don't even know if I told you. I'm sure the people that listen to our podcast know what I'm talking about. But you know the uh, red mist displays. Yes, I saw your Instagram post about that. Oh yeah, got one on the way. So we're gonna put that in here. I think. Oh uh, yeah. So okay. it'll. I'm That's gonna for, probably put it right back there. So it'll for turkeys. Yeah, for all kind of different. I may need, need one of my own. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. my one. It's yeah. a good good time to start. Yeah, I mean you got to start. It's easy to keep it organized when you just got one. Um, yeah. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, though, go check that dude out. He's pretty cool. I talked funny, to him. funny that he said that. Barrett and I were just talking the other day, uh, kind of about the two extremes of that on like keeping spurs and beards and that kind of thing. Barrett's like, man, I'm about to just throw all these turkey feet away. He's like. They're scattered out. I don't know where all of them are. They're just like I got them in my toolbox. I'm just I'm about to just start trashing them. Man, I <laughs> I keep way too much stuff, but I keep all my. I mean, I went through like three years where I was even keeping fans, like every really? fan. But. I used to have all my spurs, and then I thought that it was cool when everybody put them on like a rope string or something. Yeah, and so I did that. Took the time, cut them all off, put them on a string, hung them up at my shop. Didn't make it three days and a dog got in there and took him mm. off the string and I don't have any spurs anymore. Well, that dude, like I said, he's pretty cool. He's got it. It's supposed to be FedEx on the way here. I had talked, I talked to him in like April and that's how long it, I mean, that's how backed up he is. Um, but once he actually starts making it, it doesn't take but like a week and a half. And yeah. have it. I did see your post about it. Yes. Yesterday or earlier or something like that. That's One not day. a pressure washer. I think that's a weed eater. It's driving me crazy. It is a weed eater. But I hear it revving. All right, so we're trying to think about what we want to talk about today before we start recording, um, and we kind of joke about this, but I'm, we're going to talk about it anyway because it's kind of funny. Uh, the The transition to outdoor Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie moved, well, I mean, he's from here. We grew up together, but he moved back here from Nashville, lived up in Nashville for eight years, and... You know what happens to people when they live in the big city for a long time. But um, he moved back in – when did you move back? This summer. Which I guess yeah, technically – Spring or summer. Yeah, you weren't back yet when we went turkey hunting, but you that were – had you a were lot con- of pull. Yeah, so <laughs> I, wanted to, I was trying <laughs> to get him it. back, oh, and buddies. we killed a turkey – or he killed his first turkey, and that that took it over the top. When our mutual friends, they saw that I – I killed the turkey, and he's like, "Well, that's it." Like he's like one of our mutual friends that lived in Nashville that wanted me to stay there. He 
was like, oh, he's gone. He's gone back to Mississippi now. <laughs> that, that was the, the thing that did it in. The exciting factor. I even got him on the um, the Georgia hunt that we talked about like three times on this podcast. He was with me for that. That man talked me into staying in Nashville. Yeah, I was going to say. Not going outside ever again. <laughs> yeah, that, that was um, oh, kind of misery. That was, the, but, that was the end of your camping. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that at lunch. But once he yeah, made it through that, though, he was set. But the the only way I really got him to go was, or I think, is um, he's a fly fisherman. So we were going to the Georgia mountains where there's um, trout. Well, you we can ch- use that term loosely. <laughs> I, I enjoy fly fishing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing still. but So we tried it one day. But that was it. It was um, we hiked like a mile, probably in the pool I mean, down. Not like hiking, but yeah. I mean it was hiking. Yeah, I mean the it was the a trail. Meteorologist Jamie is like, yeah, we're we're uh, it's it's you know how it is in these mountains. It'll quit. It'll quit. Two hours later, it's still just pouring down rain. All our turkey hunting clothes are so looked like we had we're miserable, in the river. and then it was cold. What whatever, but it's uh yeah he hadn't had a shower for four days so. Kind of felt nice. He's slowly transitioning to one of us. He's talked about getting him a truck now. We're uh, <laughs> we're going full bore. Uh, and since it's... Uh, I was going to say, it, it almost sounds like you're cheating him a little bit by the evolution of outdoor Jamie. I mean, he has been into hiking in the mountains and fly fishing and just not really like southeastern out. Yeah, but fly fishing's like, let's get real, that's like... Uh, that's Nashville outdoorsman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Like well, I mean, there just went everybody that might listen to this from west of the Mississippi. No, I mean, I wish I was good at it, and it's like he's he's living at a place uh, on a lake right now, and we went out there it's probably been two months ago now. I mean, it's fun. I'm not good at it. I wish I was good at it, but it's like the it's kind of like here here's another shot at at some people. It's kind of like duck hunting where you it's just you just buy all the expensive gear and stuff, and then. You got to do it a certain yeah. way, you know, that, yeah. whatever. But it's a lifestyle. Uh, it's but not I mean, a, when you're fly fishing, like a three pound bass feels like you're catching a, a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I've never, like, I've never done that. It's I've, fun. It makes it, and I'm not good at traditional tackle fishing, but it does make it a little more difficult. But I mean, like when you're in up in North Carolina mountains, Georgia mountains, like Blue Ridge area, yeah. or I mean, I just went to Arkansas with, with somebody's catching rainbow and brown trout. And, I mean, when you're floating down a river, you know, it, it's different. Right. I mean, but also people are on the White River and the Little Red River, traditional tackle. Yeah. And, I mean, they're just – it's effortless to reel in a trout on a baitcaster. I got a story about that. Yeah, we I mean, were... don't get me wrong. I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, Austin, but I don't like traditional tackle fishing yeah. really I mean, either for that type of stuff, honestly. It, it's still oh. difficult, and but until that fish is in the boat, you have not caught that fish on a fly rod. People probably know. Snap, the line can snap, the fish can get out because the flies are so small. Like, it just, I don't know, it's more rewarding. Yes. Um, the first time I did it, we were going to North Carolina with a buddy of mine, and um, I, he had done some fly fishing up there, so I, that's what I thought we were going to do. I was excited about it because I've always wanted to learn how to fly fish. So we get up there and or we're getting ready to go and he's like, no, 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 bring an ultralight. Bring that's what we're gonna fit. We're we're going to catch fish. We're not we're not going to just enjoy the thing. We're going to catch fish. So we get up, we're in the Hawassi River. We were fishing, fish and fish and fish with rooster tails and a little ultralight. And like finally I caught one and it was like six inches long, seven inches. I was like They're pretty though. They're pretty. But I was like, like a brook trout. Yeah, I was beautiful. like, Oh my god, well, I got a dink. Let me throw it back. He's like Oh, that's a pretty good one in here. I'm like, this is what we came for. That's the ones I want to, I want to catch. Those things look so cool. But yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, they're as long the as a pin. But. Yeah, the size of your hand, and it is like I just spent four hours, and this is what I call it. I want to go. Pretty. My it, it was the experience was awesome. Mm-hmm. What I just had my but if you my expectation like a, level of what we were doing and what the results were, I wasn't prepared for that. Yep. Well, I want to go try to catch some of those. Um, like the little sunfish and stuff yeah. that are in the creeks, like around our camps yeah. with a fly rod. I mean, we should. Brim are a lot of fun um, because they're so wide. So 
So, I mean. I'll bet they do fight good with well, that big yeah, panfish body. Hard yeah. to drag them through the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a bass, obviously, is going to fight you more. But, um, I mean, brim. I like brim. I like fishing brim with cane pole. Same deal. Yeah. When they get turned, like, it's hard to get them in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what – I'm assuming that's what those – I mean, a, a brim is in the same family as those that I'm talking about in those creeks, yeah. isn't it, I uh-huh. think? But what they're like – Like all panfish or something. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you see those uh, – they're like blue and orange and stuff. They look like brim, but they're like blue and orange and whatever. There's um, a bunch of different families of those little sunfish. Yeah, you don't even – I mean, like, you would never even know they live there in those right. little creeks. But I've been wanting to do that, but we hadn't done that yet. But, I mean – uh, nymphing is not fun. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do when you're up in the mountains like that. Is, so not to explain that because I don't know. So what I mean, that... you're just so you're at a creek or a river, a small river. Yeah. Um, and you're just throwing it in front of you and then following the fly down. Yep. And I mean, there could be a trout in a pocket. And I mean, I've been in Montana before. And I've fished, I got out and waited and I fished the same little pocket for like 15 minutes and it finally floated across the water perfectly enough for that brown trout to take the fly. And I mean, they're just waiting for something to look natural and I mean, they have to be hungry, I guess. It's amazing how strong those little fish are and like how good they can see and what you have to do to actually catch one because you're right, they just sit there behind the current. and The tippet is, I mean, almost invisible, but... You know, yeah, it's not tippet like a, is. I'm guessing that's a leader. So you have the line, the leader, and the tippet. So okay. it slowly gotcha. Slowly goes down. Um, it's always one step up. Yeah. <laughs> tippet <laughs> connected one to leader, connected to line. Okay. Yep. Connected to pole. Yeah. That's new. Okay. I'm with you. So we got he's going um next June he's going tarpon fishing. Fly fishing for tarpon. You're coming too. Well, that's so. <laughs> I've not practiced. I've the last time I fly fished was what I said two months ago out there at his pond or his lake, and it's going to be a little. different. My plan is to uh, <laughs> just go tarpon fishing though, and take a fly rod. It's not going to be. Apparently, it's like the hardest, one of the hardest things you can do with a fly rod. But I'm still well, not sure if we're going to tarpon or bonefish. Well, we're going for tarpon. I mean, we'll we can do both. We can do both. You're going to have a hard time throwing. A line in the wind. Well, I'm going to take a regular. I mean, I'm taking a regular then, pole, too. <laughs> no, yes, no. I, I'm catching <laughs> a tarpon. We're getting a fly fishing guide. I know, but I'm going to tell him, like, hey, once I throw this for six hours, I mean, I think don't catch do anything. I'm, the guy, um, when I went outside of Charleston, Mount Pleasant, we were fishing, like, in oyster beds for redfish, and he brought traditional tackle. He's like, if the, the weather sucks, we'll get the traditional tackle out and catch some fish. Yeah, that's... That's the route I'm going. Because, I mean, when it's windy, it's... Like, I'm going to do this to say that I've fly fished for tarpon. I don't have to say I caught... Did you catch anything? No. Like, yeah, (laughs) just not with my fly rod. So... I think, like, one in ten that you hook, you get in in the boat. Some some crazy ratio. But you can hope it's that first one. When You need somebody over here, like, checking facts. Yeah. Like a... A producer. Jamie with Joe Rogan. You could be Jamie. Yeah, you are Jamie. (laughs) Where's my computer? No, yeah. see, the thing is, we don't, like, we talk out of our ass about everything, so, like, we don't want a fact checker. <laughs> the people... So, it's part of, we've got the screen up there for you. We just need, you just need a computer, and then you can throw it up on the screen. Well, I need an arm on my mic, so I'm not leaning into my mic. The people that listen are fact checkers, because I'm sure that they know half the stuff we say. We don't know what we're talking about. We just... Stuff we hear. They just we turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I'll try again next week. Yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> maybe know, they what they're, know what they're talking they about. They have a good week. topic. So tell me about uh, – here's the next evolution of Outdoor Jamie. Uh, we got him into cell cameras, yeah. and he just bought him a feeder, and we went and discus. He's got a food plot behind his parents' house, um, and he's which it, it is – It was not a food plot yet. Well, we, we got a plan. It's a dust bowl right now, probably. <laughs> but, um, so my parents live on like 33 acres. Um, the people that used to live there, I mean, my dad kept up with it for a little bit in the past few years. He's not. Um, so I moved back. You know, I see the other side of that it's story. A when you're in Meridian, you have to hunt. Yeah. Well, before, yeah. So the tie, like everybody else is hunting on a Saturday. What am I going to do? Yeah. The tie, the tie into that story is every time 
your dad would come over to the office and we'd be working on something for years there. He'd always talk about how many turkeys was, was at his house, how many turkeys at his house. And so I'd always like was trying to ease my way into this since you were in Nashville, nobody hunted them. Kind of thing. And I'd been working on it. And then the next thing I know, I get like a video from Bo one morning that you were in town and took you out there and I killed your first turkey. And I was like, dang it. I've been working on this for five years. <laughs> Once I see a few out there, I may let you shoot one. No, we keep those for one a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jamie's got one turkey out there a year that we're yeah. Gonna, gonna no, I don't. Us. I don't blame we'll get him. To, uh, I was just trying to cut you out of it. He's gonna. <laughs> that still kind of haunts me. That that turkey in Georgia and that elk at forty three yards in Montana still haunt me to this well, day. The thing about Georgia, how many days were we there? Four. Four days, so second two days didn't hear anything for two days, and then we didn't see anything for two days, and then we're leaving. We hadn't had a shower in four days. We're slightly hungover, leaving the mountain. Like finally now. off this mountain, like <laughs> have a six misery. hour ride back to Meridian, and we see we're like at, almost at the end of the mountain, and this is like a serious mountain. We finally get down there, and we see how many four gobblers, like in a field, ten hens. It was a private field that joined the public, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was, the mountain was so big that we never even thought to go over there because, like, we came in from the other side, and it would have taken, it took us like an hour and a half to get down there, so it's like, you know. We got not, so bored one night, we drove into town. That was the most miserable. And like a burger, <laughs> because we, we just couldn't look at each other for, <laughs> around a campfire another day, so we went into, what town was that? LJ. And cool. and um, the way back, and this will kind of segue us. Well, uh, we're not done talking about that because I wanted to get your opinion on something. But uh, on the way back, we're it's like rainy and stuff, and and I think I already told this whole story on earlier one, but we might have new listeners. But the fog had set in. You talk about the most miserable drive up a mountain, like there, you know, it's not guardrails and stuff, yeah. and it's sitting like a hill. This is a mountain. I'm having to drive. I can't see. I'm having to drive with my head out the window. <laughs> We're going like three miles an hour. Sprinkling. It took like, I mean, it probably took us two hours almost to get back to our camp. And then have to go get in a wet tent with a half-blown-up blow-up mattress. And if people only knew how bad you hated driving. Well, I do. <laughs> and heights. Yeah. yeah, I don't like There's driving. A combination I don't like of heights. I, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Can't stand to be in a vehicle. Hates driving. I don't, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then to top it off, someone almost ran into us at a gas station halfway past Meridian. A boat just went off on them. Well, <laughs> like, we need to get back to Meridian. <laughs> I had I was burnt out, yeah. and yeah, she tried to jump on me. That was mm-hmm. all it took. <laughs> so, th- before we get into our next our next thing, I want to talk uh, about. Well, no, well, the, well what the, we were talking about. Camps. Yeah, so, so right, you're trying so to figure all this stuff out. Land. And Bo drove his tractor over there, dissed it up for me. All right, so they told me, they're like, go get a Tacticam camera. You don't need anything special. Get the X2 or whatever it is. Not the Pro. You don't need the Pro. They, like, told me exactly what to get. And the Moultrie um, feeder. So I go to <laughs> – I go to where – where else? Six of tractor supply. Marvin's. No, you didn't go to Marvin's, I don't think. No, you I were did supposed go to Marvin's to. first. They didn't have it. So then I, like, sent y'all other options. Y'all are not that hard to find, blah, blah, blah. So I went to Tractor Supply, Trucker Supply, Marvin's, and then I got a flat tire. <laughs> one of those three. And I was like, dude, screw this. I'm ordering off Amazon. <laughs> well, he gets his he gets his camera or feed. I can't remember which one he got first. Either the camera or the feeder. You didn't I, go to <laughs> – he started this thing and he go to any of the three sporting goods stores. 601 didn't have them. Okay. No, no, no. no. So they did have them. And he, Jamie thought that we were talking about some special. We said just get the Tacticam. Like, you don't need the fancy one. Just get the 2.0 or whatever. Well, they had the 2.0, but he thought we were talking about the the 1.0. Fan, or whatever, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, no, we know they've got it. I just bought one from there. But uh, Well, I got one. So let's just say I can't remember which order it came in, but let's just say he got. I was just laughing first. at that he went to like a lumber store, a trucker oh, yeah. store, I no, walked tractor. In, I walked into uh, which one's by Sam's trucker, trucker. supply, trucker. which in no way, like, shape, or form <laughs> it sells. Like looking stuff. around, <laughs> like who's the city boy? Um, 
And he's like, man, that's that's trucker supply. Tractor. Tractor supply. Tractor. So he gets his feeder and then doesn't think about the fact or doesn't realize that then you got to go buy a battery for that feeder. <laughs> then you got to get the corn that goes in the feeder. Well, he gets all that set up. Then we talk, you know, he orders his camera. It comes in. Well, doesn't realize that you got to have an SD card for the camera. 12 batteries. Then 12 batteries that are going to die quick. Sounds like they didn't give you much tutelage here. Like, they just cut you out on your own. And Sounds just like a bottomless pit. Oh, it yeah. is. And when you coming from, when you have to tell somebody, about, like, when I'm just doing it, it's like, just, yeah, just go do it. But the more I told you stuff, it's like, yeah, this is stupid. I've got, and I've got five well, or six of these things like, out. I have a camera, but like his is so old that you can't, you don't have access to it on your phone. I had to develop, the, go yeah. get the lens developed. <laughs> well, you got to plug the SD card into the computer, then load all the pictures up and look through them all. A lot of people still like, use those, though. Well, I mean, because cell cameras aren't. Well, if you live at the. Cell right. cameras aren't legal in some states. Really? Yeah, and you don't get cell service everywhere. Like our place, we use a bunch of those because there's not. Good cell service out there. I told Bo I was going to buy another one and put it by the four-way stop by my house to see if there's roadblocks. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would work if you need to. Uh, we don't condone drinking and driving on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, but, so, I have everything. Got the camera set up. Got does in the field. Turkeys in the field. No buck shit. But no. You got a stand? I'll shoot a spike. Yeah, he's got a shoot house out there. Okay. Yeah. I got to clean it out. Now it's cold, though. Now that the wasps are dead. Tomorrow yeah. be a good day to go. It'll be 27 tomorrow in yeah. the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. No, Thursday morning. Thursday morning will be 27. I, got I think it's in the morning that it's super cold. I think uh, it's... Yeah, it's 30, 34 in the morning. Yeah. Because well, I, uh, I took all the water out of my hose. I didn't want it to freeze in the hose. <laughs> then it'll pop it. Like the... Trigger on the hose. Oh, uh, like if there's know. water left in the hose, it'll ruin it. I don't know about that. And if it gets hoses are rubber, <laughs> it, it does. No. You know, it, it will, but it does have to get too freezing first. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't trust the weather. Yeah, you never know. Maybe the wind chill will make it colder. Uh, all right. Yeah, they didn't give you much guidance there, Jamie. Sorry about that. No, we t- no we t- we yeah. did. He just wouldn't listen. We said, go to 601. Everything's there you need. Batteries, camera, feeder, SD card, everything. But he's hard-headed. Well, I saw a discounted price online, so I had the figure in my head, and then I went to certain places, and it was like So he spent $70. $35 in gas trying to save $5 <laughs> plus, uh, for a camera. Plus, I had to go plug a tire after I got yeah. <laughs> I added a tire At to six it. 6 in yeah. the morning. Shoot, it was like 5 Good gosh. So what do you think? What was the thing you said You said just a minute ago you were going to ask an opinion on something? His opinion on how oh, much nonsense opinion. it was to That's have it. all okay. the cameras and the feeders and I mean, I get all it. That. It's just fun looking at it. Like I, That's the crazy thing is I've – and me and Chad were talking about it yesterday. I think I'm already burned out. But spending all this time getting ready for deer season, I think I'm already burned out on it. I, don't, I mean, I don't even want to go. Yeah. I don't even want to hunt. I just got ready. So what are, what are you thinking on planting in your food plots? You got you <laughs> think you're going to do some annuals? I'm maybe White Oak Properties is going to do that. Perennials or that's my pay oh, for being on here. Maybe some uh, brassicas. Weren't you thinking brassicas? Yeah, yeah, that's a little late for brassicas, but uh, yeah, we'll figure all that out. I'm kidding. All right, Austin, we're we're about uh, to move I into. I do have uh, a, a cedar though, like a push cedar. Okay, can we use that? Yeah, but you know, then you got to get we got to get fertilizer too. You need to test your soil. Good. Yeah, we don't have to do all that, but we do have to get fertilizer. Um, are y'all done talking about that segment? I've been trying to move to this next one. For yeah, I know you are. Six minutes. <laughs> I'll uh, since it's Halloween, is this my segment? This well, one. Well, it's about to, but I'm about to uh, lead off because I just thought of something which was nothing. It was just me already being on edge from all that stuff that I'm about to start with, but. Uh, since it's Halloween, Austin came in here this morning wanting to talk about all these scary stories that he's got from the woods, but now he says that they're not scary. Well, you know how it is once you start thinking about something. I mean, it's scary it, wasn't, it wasn't the moment. 
And so yeah, when you get done with the story. And, it, and then it was funny at the time, but like to everybody else, it's probably not going to be. When you get back, um, when you get done, you just say, yeah, you just had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Shoot, but sometimes I'll carry a pistol to the, to the stand with me just in case something pops out. When we camp, I always keep a pistol in my tent. I carry camp, a pistol everywhere. Um, I've left one at, at the beach in an Airbnb before. <laughs> responsible gun, yeah. responsible <laughs> gun handling, right there. Well, it was Sunday. Leave it for the next after people. It was Sunday <laughs> after a wedding. I'm not thinking about what's in the bedside table. Yeah. Leave it for okay. the kids. It was that are a Sunday scaries. That's what that, that's your contribution I just to, the, to get back home to the couch. So what I started thinking about when we were talking about Georgia, though, uh, and this is literally. Just, I was just so on edge already being dealing with that mountain and everything. And then we were camping. And uh, I think I was about convinced that we were going to get murdered. So it was the first night. Um, we're finally, we're in our tents. We drank a couple beers. We're finally trying to go to sleep. And I'm about, to, and I can't sleep. And and I don't I can't remember what time it was. I think it was like close to midnight. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally dozing off, and all of a sudden this freaking light hits my tent, and it looked like headlights from a car. I'm like, what in the world? So I'm trying to like unzip, you know, and see what's going on. Well, it was just us and this other just random dude staying across the campground from us. Well, he's up. With the flashlight just like shining it around, looking around, I'm like well, I don't know what's going on. Because when the light hit my tent, I thought it was like in my tent. Yeah, you you started whispering it. I mean, you're like Jamie, or maybe I was no, like, you oh. whispered to me. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Because I mean, because you could hear me unzipping my tent and everything. Tent. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. I freaking got my gun. And, I was like, if somebody helps out this tent. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, that. oh, that made me just think of another story. I got another one to add now. So, um. But then uh, we calmed down, and that's, that's when Bo got shot in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally calmed down though, and, and go back to sleep. And at two o'clock in the morning, that freaking light hits my tent again. Like all right, now something, something ain't right. I don't know what I still don't know what that dude was doing. I mean that he probably heard us talking about his woman. I mean, at the end of the day, he probably was getting up to pee, but. Uh, it There's felt no, like you don't need a flashlight to pee in the woods. Well, I don't know what he was doing. There's no way I'd go back to sleep after my tent oh, no, it was strafed with the flashlight. Yeah, oh, it, it was. I mean, odd because I mean we were up there. I mean, we were an hour, hardly hour any and a half service. from the. We did almost. So the first campsite that we wanted to stay at was right by the creek. But there was zero cell service. Yeah, and that's one of my stipulations for. I tell been, everybody public land turkey hunting. Camping, one of my stipulations is I have to have self-service at night. Like, I can do it with no self-service all day, but... Just because you have a child. Yeah, wife and child. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I was all for it. I was like, I came over here to get away. Yeah, I mean, if Haley needs something, I need her to at least be able to get in touch with me at night. Right. But it would have been cool to camp out right by that creek. Yeah. It was pretty. Mm -hmm. Well, if we had seen the turkeys... If we had come in on the other side, like we were talking about, though, we would have had best of both worlds. We would have been mm-hmm. camping by the creek, had the turkeys. It is what it is. Next time. So that made me think about a, like a, a tent and gun story. We always joke every time we camp out or something like that. They'd always let me have the pistol. They're like, he's not going to ask any questions. Like my brother and my cousin, they're like, just give it to him. He's got it. We'll let him. We'll We'll let him keep it. So – we're over in the Delta. We'd got a duck lease this one year, and we'd driven over Christmas night. We'd all got up, did our Christmas and all with the family for Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning. And that night, we all drove over to the Delta, and we had a uh, – was a place we leased. One of the guys had brought, like, a pop-up camper out there, you know, those trailer campers as the pop-up top, and then I had a tent. So there's five of us over there. Two guys are staying in the pop-up camper. Me and my brother and my first cousin are in the tent. So and it's like in the teens, and we don't have camping stuff for that cold. So we had a generator running, had like a little electric space heater that we had rigged up to blow into the tent. We had three cots in there, and like 
so we're like packed in this tent, like, cause we had three cots set up. So we we're like basically shoulder to shoulder. And Ross is on the, I'm on one side of the tent. He's on the other. My brother's in the middle. And like, we got on all the layers pretty much that we're going to wear hunting the next morning. We've got them all on. We're bundled up in our sleeping bags. Well, for some reason, before he went to bed, he put on, he had like a three quarter zip pullover and then maybe like a vest and a hoodie or something. Well, he zipped everything up all the way under his chin, got in his sleeping bag, got all like curled up and all. So we all go to sleep. Next thing we know, it's like there's a, you know, everybody dozes off. It's quiet, dark. A couple hours later, next thing you know, there's like a gorilla in the tent. He comes, he comes unglued in the tent. <laughs> this middle of the night, we're in the middle of the Delta, pitch black. Nothing, nobody knows, has an idea of what's going on other than he's hollering and you can hear zippers ripping. He's throwing his elbows. The tent's flopping and like, we don't know if there's somebody trying to get in. We don't know if he's trying to get out. We're all, all in the same tent. We're all in the same tent. We're like, short, <laughs> we're the tent's no wider than this table we're sitting at. And so uh, he starts coming in glue. Finally, after everything settles down, he'd had a dream that somebody grabbed him. And so when he started, like, you know, you get in that thing where like, you're trying to wake up, but you can't really, you're conscious, but you're not awake, but you can't get up. Well, that's what he was doing. He had all that stuff zipped up where he's bundled up so tight he couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So he just like hulks out of his clothes. Is that and the in a sleeping uh, bag too? Like if you're if you're yeah sleeping sleep sleeping bag, bag yeah. hoodie the whole bit, and he just came unglued in there. That was the it's like a straight jacket. Qu- quite the start there to get going. I think we got up. That, yeah, we did get up right after that. I think we ended. It was like three thirty in the morning or something like that. We ended up just going on and getting yeah. up. That was your wake up call. Yeah, that was, that was it. There's no going back to sleep after that. <laughs> Thank you, Bo. I just wanted to use that. It's like I just found out the uh, found the uh, soundtrack on there. But is that the same uh, trip where y'all about died from the space eater? Yeah, that was in the other. That was the two guys that were in the meanwhile. Yeah, meanwhile, the two guys next to us had a uh, one of those little propane heaters, and it went. No, 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 no. It wasn't a propane heater. It was uh, the tent had like a propane heater thing in it, and they fell asleep. One of them remembered waking up during the night, like noticing that the pilot light was off. Like he was cold, and he woke up. Remember, like looking up, noticing that it was off, but it never dawned on him. Like, was gas leaking out? Yeah, and it never dawned on him. Like, oh, I should get up and mm. and check on this. I guess like a tent would it allow the gas to escape? That one evidently did because they lived. So Bo's tent <laughs> has like a front porch or back porch. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> My was tent's legit. This was one of those pop up trailers that they were in. I guess it had enough room to let it out. But that was, lucky as that's, hell. That's the only thing I could think of. So, I, yeah, so the next morning as we're getting up, they're like, they have horrible headaches from the gas. So, like, we're all recounting Ross tearing our campsite apart and them nearly dying from carbon speaking, monoxide poisoning. Speaking of Bo's tent, like, after that Georgia trip, like, I have some stuff that my dad gave me. I have some stuff just accumulated over the years. But, like, after, after you go camping, you're like, all right, I'm going to do it right next time go to REI or just, you know, some store and, like, you can spend some money right. trying to get it Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> On a lot of stuff you really don't need, but you yeah. feel like you do. Makes well, you feel like better. that uh, that flat top. That cooking. griddle? Yeah. Yeah, that like, thing's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Um, and they're on sale right now, too. That's why I might go grab it. Everybody in Meridian, free publicity to back porch. Go to back porch and get yeah. your griddle on sale. So is that like a little <clears throat> – It's a 2i. Like is it a, like a – Tailgate top, like it's one of those that you set on your tailgate, yeah, you like, like, like a little countertop one. Yeah, and I mean, even if you used it once a year, like it'd still be worth it. Yeah, I I've been trying to use mine more. I mean, uh, you can put it on, like you said, like if you don't have somewhere to put it, pack your truck up in your driveway and put it on your yeah. back truck and make eggs or something in the morning. Feels good outside. All right, yeah. Austin, give us another scary story. Another scary man. story. Which one is going to be next? We, uh, another one, another duck related one was, uh, we were staying at a friend's camp house. This was in Kemper. So it wasn't like we were on some like grand duck trip. He just had some like shovelers or something that was coming to his pond. So we decided we're all going to go out there and get set up in his pond and shoot them. So we get out there and everybody's having a good time. It was like five or six of us, I think. And so it's got, the way his little cabin is set up, 
It's got like a big open living room kitchen area with a loft above it. It's got some bunk beds in it, and there's two bedrooms downstairs. So we'd been up, cooked, that kind of thing. Um, Seagram 7 played a big contributing factor to <laughs> the one guy that's the key part of this story. But um, this was another wake up in the middle of the night, think, think we're getting invaded story. So everybody decides to settle in early hours of the morning. I'm in one downstairs bedroom. The guy's place that we were at, he's in the other downstairs bedroom. Ross and Barrett, the two guys are in the tent with me. They're sleeping on the couches. And the other guy was by himself in the loft. Same deal. About three in the morning, we hear just this just huge smack right in the middle of the living room. And he starts hollering. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. They're in here. They're in here. So we're all split up in the house. You know, like two of us are in different rooms and Ross Barrett on the couch. We know that whatever noise this is is in the middle of the house because we heard it hit in the middle of the house. And he's upstairs hollering. So Barrett and Ross are like laying on the couches looking at one. They've woke up. They're making eye contact, like trying to get some pocket knives out. Like they don't, cause they're like, we're, they're like, we're in here with whatever this is. Well, then he starts yelling, it's a haint. It's a haint. What? And so we're like sneaking out of our room. And he's throwing everything that he has. What is a haint? Like a spirit, like a uh, ghost spirit. I was spirit, hoping we were going to get an explanation of that because yeah. I didn't have a clue. You never heard either. of a haint? You never no. heard of people telling stories about haints? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a ghost. I call those ghosts. Goblin. Yeah, kind of like same, similar family. Same family tree. Yeah. So he's throwing all the stuff off. Stuff's just still like hitting. And we're all like trying to figure out where this dude is. Not. He had a dream that this haint was holding him down. I'm just thinking if I was there. And was, somebody started screaming, it's a haint. I'd be like, all right, stop. What, what, is, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that, that, that first was. First we got to decide what a haint is. Yeah, that was what cleared it up was at that point. Because whenever he was hollering, they're in here, they're getting us. That was when it was like, holy crap, what's going on? Like, somebody's in this house. We got to figure out where they are. So, again, it was scary at the time. It's funny to us. Probably so not funny to us. That locked himself in his jacket? No. The and guy that locked himself in the jacket was on the couch. Repeat offender? Yeah. Like, All right, this no, no, no. He's not invited back. No, he was, he was on the couch trying to figure out how he was going to take out whatever <laughs> this was that was in the living room with him. So, yeah. Same guys, two different. What are you about? <laughs> hey, they're cracking up. Yeah, I hear that. So, when I came uh, up with the, evidently Bo's never done anything fun or scary in the woods. Nah. No, I want to know these these stories. Yeah, goes to bed before anything scary happens. Yeah. I love going to bed early. These stories are Dude, more we funny to... than you came in here this morning and act like you've had the scariest, like, demons were getting you. <laughs> oh, that one wasn't. That was a haint. Yeah, but it, it's Halloween. That was a haint. <laughs> it's a haint. So was it real? Like, what was the explanation? I missed the last part was of the it story. A dream? He so drank too much Seagram 7 uh, <laughs> and had a nightmare and turned his nightmare into scaring the crap out of all the rest of us. So there, nice. so both of these were dreams. There was nothing both really of these, getting Both them. of these were dreams. Nothing was getting us, but. I used to sleepwalk and have night terrors. I'd sleepwalk. I'm bad about that. I've only sleptwalked once in my life, and it was. I remember it in Washington, D.C. No, it was. Uh, yeah, you slept. No, it was on the coast, remember? You remember sleepwalking in our hotel room? On the, that trouble. was on the coast. Uh, oh, yeah. Did we ever go to Washington? Yeah. School? Cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, the only scary thing, and this is kind of scary, but it wasn't, there wasn't any haints or anything involved. Um, I'm going to start saying the word now. <laughs> you sound, I'm going to Google it. You sound uh, <laughs> what if it's like a sophisticated word? ghost. I can't believe one of y'all have ever heard of that. There's a lot of ghosts around Meridian. But the first time I ever hunted public land was in Tennessee. Um, and the very first morning, I it's still pitch black dark. And I'm walking through the woods. And I walk up on this chair. And I can't really see good because it's still dark. Walk up on this chair. Look up. And there's a freaking noose hanging from a tree limb with this chair right up under it, out in the middle of nowhere public land. It scared the hell out of me, but that's the only uh, that's the only scary thing I can think of that's ever happened to me in the woods. That'd be a little unnerving. Yeah, at 5 
4.30 in the morning. In a place you've never been, yeah, wondering who's land. watching you. There's some crazy people in public land, too. So, so you call me a city slicker. There are places to hunt. I didn't call <laughs> you a city slicker. I said you're trans... What? I just didn't know enough about it to no. hunt public land. So, I have um, friends that did it, but they don't want to take me target hunting because they want to kill target. Well, really, it's the nice way of me saying um, the transition to redneck Jamie. I just I <laughs> yeah. say outdoor Jamie, but I mean redneck Jamie because a lot of the stuff we do around here is not necessarily outdoor. It's kind of more skewed towards the redneck side of things. So a haint is an old southern word for a specific type of ghost. Oh, and so then we're it, getting and, old world. And then it what? then it's a uh it's Eight it's a ghost, strange. but it's it's a malicious ghost. Mm, one that means harm. One that means harm. <laughs> From the old south. Yeah. Like a Confederate. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> yeah. like a soldier. Confederate soldier. <laughs> yep. We might have some of those around here. I'm sure there are. There well, we sure thought there was one in the camp house that night. Well, sounds like it's in I, the- I say that. We didn't think there was one in the camp house. He thought there was one in the camp house. We didn't know what was in there. How old was this fellow? We were in college. Sounds like we need to go hang out at the old camp, bud. No, so, all right. We're 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 about to move on from scary stories. I do have a panther story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, wait. I have a panther story. Yeah. Oh, I bet that's great, too. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Come on with it. You, you want to go or you want me to go? People won't believe mine just from the past 35 minutes. Yeah, so we were, uh, I was probably like nine or 10. I, I was young. I was hunting with dad. And, uh, it's this greenfield we used to call it, like the northwest corner. And so we're sitting out there and it's getting dark, you know, like that twilight hour you can barely see. Um, and some turkeys come flying across the field, like real low. They just come flying across the field. And right behind them, a bobcat comes out, comes running out in the field. Stands there, looks around, and then, like, takes a right, runs back up in the bushes. Well, the next thing we know, this big black thing comes out there. And I remember, like, because Dad had his gun up, was looking through his scope, and he's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, it's got, it's got a long black tail. It's got short ears. He's like, it's not a dog. He's like, I, I swear it's a panther. Well, then it jumps back in the woods the same direction that the uh, bobcat did. And it was the most god-awful cat fighting that you've ever... It was just screaming, squealing, bushes shaking. Like, you could see it all happening down there. Like, it was a full-on fight down there. And I remember him just... Because the old box stand, it was just like a tin box stand. had a carpet back door. I remember him throwing me out the back door. And him come running. He's like, run! And we just sprinted back to the truck as fast as we could. And so, ever since then, that's called the Panther Patch. And then Bigfoot ran across the field. I don't know Real, what it was. Uh, hey, I don't know what it was. Well, going back, going back to your last week's podcast, that was something I was thinking about. Like, that's what made the old camp house so fun. It was like you when you were kids, like everybody scared the crap out of it because they would tell you about the big hairy man living in the woods or the, the Panthers or yeah, like that was the whole goal of all the men that were in the camp was like scare all the young ones, but. No, that, I think that that got us both. I don't know what I don't know what we saw that day. I've never but seen I know, one. I know what we I've heard. Seen one. I believe there's black panthers, but I've never I was seen in one. Savoy, Mississippi, in a tree stand, and I saw it, and I called my dad trying to see if I could shoot it. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. You should but, have, because you'd have been the first person to ever kill a black panther. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have been in jail too. No, they can't put you in jail. That's like shooting Bigfoot. What are they going to charge you with? They don't exist. How are they going to charge it was you for a killing? Panther. I was in a tree stand. I mean, they might have. You might have got like um, for killing the neighbor's cat or whatever. Yeah, probably. It was huge, in black, long tail, just like you described. Well, so that's what I. I, I don't know, know what, I know what to, I like. Saw. I don't know what we saw because it was bigger than the bobcat. We know what we know the bobcat. Yeah, it was bigger than the bobcat, and the and it was two cats fighting. Like it wasn't a dog barking and growling. Like it was there was two cats fighting on the side of the woods right there. They were raising cane. Well, I told there. my uncle, and he looked at me, and he's like, "You're not invited back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like but I said, they they don't exist. My parents, but I don't, know what, but, I don't but I don't know what we saw. My parents claim to have seen one one time. I've never seen one. Spent a lot of time outside, but never seen one. You're looking down at your phone. 
Probably you're probably right. Honestly, I say every time I tell a story, he gets on his phone. That's, that's it's real reassuring. We start to tell a story. You're just talking to, to somebody, and you know that the person that you're trying to talk to just isn't paying attention. Well, that's the best thing about having a guest is because <laughs> you're letting him heard each other's stories. Most of the stories we've already told. Yeah, probably so. Ross did get locked in a shoot house one time. That was kind of unnerving to him or to all of us. He called. It was one of those. Uh, it was a box saying I had one of those like. Like master lock type clasp on it, you know, it's got like the the paddle that swings over and then you where you put a lock in it. So he's in the shoot house, he's getting ready to go. He had heard something outside before dark. And then when it once it got dark, he started to get ready to get out of the stand and the door wouldn't open. But he could push it open enough that he could see the clasp and the pin was back in the was back in the, like the clasp to hold it shut. Like there's no way that you could put the pin back in there. Yeah, I'd have been kicking that door down. Yeah, he kicked the door open and jumped out with his gun. <laughs> Came got, sprinting out of there. I got stuck in a convenience store bathroom one time when I was a kid. Man, I it was able to lock, but then it, the trigger was messed up. Yeah. To when you turned it back left, it wouldn't. I was, I was banging on that door so loud. I had to get somebody like to get a knife to shimmy, shimmy it back. Over. Yeah. And you, I was like probably 12. You might have to become a regular on this thing because you got a good way of taking – these awkward, stories awkward and, and just, dumb stories and, and just re- relating them to just <laughs> random events that happen throughout your life. I forget this is a hunting podcast. No, it's an everything podcast. This is, I mean, you mentioned Joe Rogan. We're like Joe Rogan on this. There's thing. hardly anything dead hanging up in this room, though. Bob, I know that bobcat. That's it. Should I put on a white oak hat? Well, considering we don't have video, I don't think it's going to change anything. But, um. Well, just kind of getting ready to wrap it up, though. It's uh, finally cold. I'm trying to go to the Dead Gum Deer Camp this weekend, and wouldn't you know it, neither one of these guys are going to be around. Well, I'd much rather go to a camp than the wedding that I'm going to. I invited, in Jackson, Mississippi. So. Why did you go with us to the coast? Would you say like Nutcracker on Ice or something? Disney. Disney on Ice? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make that. that. Alabama? Is that at the floor of Alabama? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's uh, it's in Biloxi. I got to find somebody, uh, Ross. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, I'll come to the camp with you on Saturday. I got to find somebody begging for somebody. To I want. I mean, I got to find somebody to go to the camp with this weekend. If any of y'all are, need a guest at your camp and you're still listening, 47 minutes in, holler at me. Go catfishing again. Yep, we could catfish. We could deer. Did you already hunt. talk about that. Um, I don't know. We built a fire and so. No, I, I I didn't get invited to that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He texted me did. like while y'all were going. I was like, "Hey, are you doing anything right now?" No, it was before we even left town. We made spaghetti that night. It was good on the creek bank. <laughs> no, that's more. So, country Jamie shouldn't have admitted that. That's so. Yeah, we need to be like frying fish or something. We're up there at the camp trying to catfish, and Jamie's I had planned all week. Jamie's cooking spaghetti. I had planned all week to cook this certain type of spaghetti. Um, all week on Friday. I mean, it was Bo, grand, and that was good. Both finally drove me up to the camp. I'm like, well, I'm bringing all this spaghetti stuff. We had like two bags full of full of spaghetti ingredients. Jamie, my crew makes fun of me for that. That duck camp I was telling about that same trip I took. I had like my backpack full of all the food I was gonna take and I had like a Prego spaghetti <laughs> bottle and like the like the sauce bottle and like the side thing of it. And they still make fun of well, me yeah, for taking like that. When Bo goes hunting, he wants to eat like ramen noodles. Ramen and cliff bars. Yeah, well no. So I remember we went duck hunting. This was way back when if you consider it duck hunting because the the water was frozen over, so we didn't even get to hunt. We drove the side-by-side side out on the ice. It was so thick. But, um, so, like, Bo's, like, we wake up, Bo's making a sandwich. The bread is, like, moldy. <laughs> the cheese had expired, like, three years ago. What else were you putting on there? I don't remember this sandwich at all. <laughs> I mean, you put mayonnaise on it. And I was like, oh, so, like, you making enough for everybody? He's like, no, you just kind of, whatever you find, just grab. Was that like, his duck camp? Himself. Yeah. I was like, dude, like I gotta eat. I have a high metabolism. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I was also two hundred and twenty five pounds back then too. So But no, we were sitting up in the duck stand and I think we're drinking Sprite. Blind. The blind. Yeah, whatever. 
Uh, and the Sprite fully froze. That's how cold it was. And then we tried to deer hunt that night. We're driving back on the four-wheeler, and I swear I got frostbite on every <laughs> single thing. Like, it was the coldest I've ever been. Hey, I went up there with him a couple of weeks ago. Talking about him going to bed before anything scary happens. You know, if there's just two of us going out there, we're going to hunt. In fact, you're in the velvet season. We're going to hunt and all that. We go eat, get back. Where'd you all eat? The Mexican restaurant? No, no, three-way. Three-way. Mexican restaurant went out of business. So we get back, you know, football games are on, that kind of deal. Like, we're going to go back, have a beer, watch a couple football games. Dude bows up into the recliner, doesn't say a word. <laughs> like, you want a beer? No. I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to get one in a minute. So I bring one in, put it in the refrigerator. Well, then next thing I know, 30 minutes later, he's sawing logs. About 30 minutes later after that, he pops up. And he's like, all right, I think I'm going to go to bed. What about you? <laughs> if you want to drink beer with me, you catch me from anywhere between 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. And after that, I can't promise anything. Yeah, I just thought we we're going to just get back from supper Drink one, watch the end of the football game. You weren't asking for much. Not much. I wasn't like wasn't trying to stay up all night. wasn't trying to do nothing you just crazy. Some just yeah, not just come back and sit by myself for three hours and go to bed. I can't help you want to stay up that late. <laughs> yeah, but they made fun of me for bringing stuff to eat. Dinner. <laughs> for bringing food. It wasn't that. It was the fact that it was spaghetti. <laughs> Was, you know, we couldn't, like, cook deer meat. We couldn't fry fish. What we, did you bring? Nothing. Nothing, because I knew he had spaghetti. I brought, <laughs> uh, I brought no, I ain't Miller High Life that he uh, didn't even like. That he I ate raw breakfast about. food, too. Oh, yeah, he did cook a good breakfast. I supplied the beds and the beers mm-hmm. and the catfish. The did one. you ever clean it and eat it? Yeah. No, I hadn't ate it yet. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I so did. Bo I did. asked me to... We went to his land in Lauderdale. He was like, and I was going, I was leaving early because I was of no use at that point. <laughs> he was in a field somewhere. I was like, dude, I'm leaving. He's like, well, grab that uh, catfish in that cooler. I was like, hell no. I'm not <laughs> cleaning one catfish. No, I did. I cooked it up. It was good. The next day, the following day. It was fine. All right, we're not going to reminisce anymore and, um that's all the show was bore everybody <laughs> exactly. uh, well we're gonna save some for next time because um am i getting invited back yeah you've been a um next good time we guest. Can do after, you've had some good after input. 4 p.m we can y'all can buy me some beer or bourbon we can record on a out. friday and just record at this time and just have some drinks it's just 210 all right sounds like you need to bring a computer next time me yeah just yeah, work from fact here check y'all just work from here um all right yep wrapping up so y'all like i said before go subscribe to our channel on youtube it's white oak properties go like our page on instagram white oak properties um subscribe wherever you're listening to this if you're still listening and we will see you in two weeks